well to that episode of Culture Sports. And last night's Super Bowl was truly amazing. Both teams gave their all. One team had a championship possession. The other team came up short. But one thing to say that the NFL won these playoffs just because wild card, divisional, championship, and Super Bowl weekend all came down to a final possession. That right there is something I think never happened before in NFL history. And the NFL won, and also as fans, I saw we won as, as well, too. And the halftime show was truly amazing. They it brought back so many um, childhood memories. You know, going over with these artists, you know, it was true to see, you know, all singing you know, their best songs. And also, breaking news this weekend, you know, Russell Wilson being unhappy, um, Kyle Murray news, Carson Wentz news, and also the NBA. A lot of trade happened this weekend with James Harden going to the 76ers, Ben, um, I guess, Ben 10 going to the Nets. We're breaking down that as well, too. And before we start, you guys, please hit the subscribe button, be part of the coaching, and greatly appreciate it. So, Super Bowl 56, hell of a, hell of a, hell of a Super Bowl. Easy one of my favorites in the past, I can say past, what, since the 2016 Patriots game in the Falcons. It's probably one of the best ones since then. And but this right here was more like a, a tale to has. So each team had different momentum throughout the game. The first two quarters, the Rams was just, you know, had their way. You know, all of that back was scoring a touchdown. Cooper Cup scoring a touchdown. And also Eli Apple was getting burned all night long. I felt bad for Eli Apple because, you know, he was talking a lot of trash you know, past weekend, you know, saying that, he you know, he's because they're the best corners. And I'm like, uh, when I saw Eli Apple tra- talking a lot, I was like, man, it's not going to be a good Super Bowl for him. And right now, we, we see them up 14-3. I'm like, Something behind me told me, you know what, this game is not over because, you know, the Bengals are a resilient team and they're more of a second-half team as well, too. And one thing that truly sucked for the Rams is two things. One, they could never get the running game going as well. Um, Cam Akers had 13 carries for 21 yards, an average of 1.6. That was truly horrific. So, basically, it all came down to Matthew Stafford, which, you know, he he did deliver, but he also did have two turnovers as well, too. We, you know, was able to keep the Bengals in this game. But – one thing that changed the game as well, too, is the muff extra point kick. When um, they go for extra point and the holder just fumbled the ball because they had to run with it against the Seahawks in the ball card a few years back. That's what reminded me of. And I, I feel like when that happened, I was like, you know what? This momentum right here is going to change the entire outcome of this game because right now our momentum is going out to the Bengals. And I believe the Bengals scored. And then later on, um, the Rams got the ball again. And Matthew Sarvis throws, you know, a ball to Odell. And he falls down knee injury. I'm like, oh my god, this right here just took out the the air, the, the sound of the stadium. You can hear a pin drop because you know Odell was having a fantastic game. He was already up to a two two receptions for 52 yards, an average of 26 yards per catch, and one touchdown. I'm like, Odell was due up for a big, big game. Mind you, he been through so much, you know, for the past few years. You no know, injuries, playing with the Browns. You know, people saying he's washed up. You know, and they. For him to be in the Super Bowl, you know, he's giving his all and everything. For him to go down to an injury that truly, truly sucked. And I know he was heartbroken right there. And I, I felt for him because, you know, I, I want Odell to be great in this game. And he was on his way for being great in this game as well, too. And and the drive after that, when the, the staff got the ball again, he was two for six and threw an interception again before um, going to Hudson. And I'm like, this is going to be really telling because right now the Vegas right now just played double or whatever they want to do to the Cooper Cup and make, you know, somebody else beat them because it came increase, um. Kim Akers can't beat him. Um, Van, Van Jefferson couldn't do nothing right there. It was just, you know, Cooper Cup and that was it. And, and it was like, you know what? Bengals don't have a chance to win this game because right now it's like you took away with the, um, the second best weapon and everything. It, it, it's like the, um, the Green Bay um, Packers effect. Once you take the, the, Devontae Adams away, 
Nothing else, you know, is it, easy for the play defense. And I, I feel like that's the same exact thing that happens to the Rams. I'm like, oh, my God. But Joey Burrow, you know, he, he had a good game, 22 for 33, 263 yards, one touch on zero interceptions. But in the first half, the Rams couldn't get to Joey Burrow at all. I'm like, oh, man, like this offensive line is starting to play good. Like, maybe I will overreact when Tennessee had that, that nice side game. And the defensive line for the Rams were, you know, you can saw frustration, like, to a point, like, Aaron Donald, I believe he pushed George out of bounds and like he like got to a little scuffle with um the, the offensive line. And right there you saw the frustration in Aaron Donald's um, face because like, he was not able, able to get to Joey Burrow. And I'm like, if Aaron Donald can't get to Joey Burrow or Mama, this is gonna be a long, long night for the Rams. And the second half was a completely different game. The Rams got six sacks on Joey Burrow in the third quarter alone. That right there is what changed the game. That's where I was like, their weakness showed up. Because Von Miller got two sacks. Aaron Donald got two sacks. And once they started switching her up, we know Aaron Donald moved to the, side, uh, the right side, the left side um, left side of the field, and also Von Miller coming up as well too. It changed the dynamic of that line, and it was getting to Joy Burrow the entire third quarter where it was stopping drives. And I'm like, oh, my God. This right here, I was like, I knew this was going to happen, you know. In Super Bowl, you know, your weaknesses will show up, and that was one of them. And kudos to, before I go on, to the Bengals, once they started the second half, they threw a bomb to T. Higgins where he beat Jalen Ramsey. Granted, it was a face mask, and they, the referees missed that play, but Jalen Ramsey got beat a bunch in this game. I believe he gave, like, what, I think, like, two, two, three, 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 different receiver, three different receivers combined for 125 yards, most in his career, and Jalen Hurts was getting beat by Jamar Chase, Boyd, and T. Higgins. They all three of them were just giving him the work, and I'm like, I never see Jalen Ramsey, you know, get this, you know, the beat like this, you know, ever in his career. But go, going back to, to the Rams defense, you know, they was, you know, getting to Joy Burrow, but Joy Burrow, you know, he was able to hang in there and all that stuff, and we come down to, you know, the fourth quarter. Rams got the ball with six minutes left, you know. Bengals were up six points. So the Rams got the ball with six minutes left, and right here is like, this is it. You're down six. You have to get a touchdown. If not, this game is completely over. And mind you, that extra missed point, where, you know, could have came a very key in, in, in this drive that, you know, was able to score a touchdown or were able to, you know, get down the field because they have to score a touchdown no matter what. They could possibly send the overtime. They would have made the extra point right there. Was, you know, either we don't score a touchdown or we're not winning this game at all. And this right here was a championship drive. It was strictly just Matthew Stafford and Cooper Cup the entire drive. And one of the biggest keys in this game, what people, not a lot of people talk about is, it was, I believe it was fourth and one or fourth and two, where they gave it to Cooper Cup, and he almost got stopped, but he, he was able to swig away and get the first down. And I'm like, oh, this is it. This is their drive. And Matthew Stafford, Cooper Cup, just kept going down the field, just dumb two, dumb two, dumb two, dumb two, two, all the way. Where it got to, you know, the controversial of the goal line where there was basically no penalties called throughout this game at all. So it came down to the last two minutes of the game and flags were being thrown all day long. For the past five minutes, it was just flag, 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 flag. One thing I will agree on is I believe the linebacker for the Bengals, I think it was, I can't remember his name, but I think his last name was Wilson, where he got the hold on Cooper Cup. I don't think that was a really hold. I think that was like a third down play right there would put them in a fourth, fourth and goal situation. And that right there, you know, helped them move, you know, to the goal line. And the rest is history. Matthew Stafford finds Cooper Cup for the touchdown. Basically, you know, 
to win the game. And Cooper Cup, the entire game was he had eight receptions, 92 yards, two touchdowns. Cooper Cup had, you could say he had one of the best receiving, you know, statistical year ever. And to win it, to cap it off with the Super Bowl, truly fantastic. And also cap it off with Super Bowl MVP. But let's not get to the, to the last drive for the Bengals. It's a minute, I believe it's like a minute left. And I'm like, Joey Burrow, you got a chance, you know, I think he had two timeouts. He has all the weapons right now. This is made for him. And Joey Burrow is going down the field. I believe um, Jamar Chase beat Jalen Ramsey for I think it was like 50 or 20 yard play. I'm like, oh my God. Remember, all, all he needs is a field goal. All he needs is a field goal. And Joey's driving and Joey's driving him. But the Rams line is getting to Joey Burrow. And this right here, Aaron Donald made back to back Super Bowl champion plays right here. I believe it was like third and two. They gave it to um, Joe Mixon. He got stopped. And it was, I believe it was fourth and one to win the game. Aaron Donald, because of the Jerbo, spins him. And mind you, we've seen this all year with Jimmy G, Carson Wentz. When they're about to get set, they just flip it up in the air. And to point, I think the, I forgot what the receiver's name was, but he, he almost caught it, almost caught it. But Aaron Donald was take, took down Jerry Burrow. Rams won the Super Bowl. And I said, no, last week on my preview, Aaron Donald will have a monster game. Even though specifically he didn't have a big game, which was a, a two sacks. But on that last drive, he made Super Bowl champion plays right there. And that's what helped, you know, the Rams to win the game. And, whew, wow. It's crazy to think, you know, Matthew Stafford, you know, one year with the Rams, Super Bowl champion. And, Detroit, you know, you can say you're a champion as well, too, because, you know, I know all Detroit fans in the world are rooting for Matthew Stafford to win this champion because imagine if Detroit would have gained Matthew Stafford, you know, the team that he has with the Rams. Like they would have, you know, solidified him with good weapons, how good, you know. Just, we never saw the true potential of Matthew Stafford is until we saw him with the Rams. And shout to Cooper Cup, you know, having, like I said before, the greatest statistical year by receiver history and also win the Super Bowl MVP. And I was going to shout out to, you know, Ron Miller, getting his second ring. Shout out to Aaron Donald, getting his first ring. And like I said before, making championship plays. Also shout out to, you know, Odell Beckham, you know, giving his all this year, you know, especially, you know, the circumstances that happened in Cleveland and people say, you know, the negative things about him. Even I just, I said that because, you know what I mean? But it wasn't him. It was just, you know, the quarterback for the Browns. And shout out to him winning the ring as well, too. And the Rams, you know, all chips in. They, they got no first round picks of 2024. They said, effort, we're going to try to win this ring this year, and which they did. And, um, Shots dumb in the Bengals. This right here, they're up and coming team. Well, they are an up and coming team right now, and easy to be to be a force to be reckoned with in AFC for the next you know five to ten years. You know, as long as they you know they keep surrounding Joy Bro with the necessary you know weapons that he needs, and also you know solidifying the offensive line because it's crazy because he had one of the worst offensive lines this year. I believe they gave up fifty one sacks. In the regular season, I did get 19 sacks in the playoffs as well, too. And that is the most ever, you know, for quarterback to get me sacked the most in the NFL for him to make the Super Bowl. That's the first ever. And I feel like, you know, once the Bengals, you know, help out Jerbo and solidify the offensive line, they can easily, you know, win a few championships in up and coming years. And whew, this right here was a hell of a Super Bowl. Because like I said before, it was a two old momentum part of games where the Rams, you know, Fumbled the ball and Odell Beckham went down. And right there, the offense looked, looked stagnant. And the Bengals, you know, had no pressure. There was, you know, scoring, scoring, scoring. And there was zero pressure. But third quarter, when, you know, they started getting the Joey Burrow, this is when the game completely changed, you know, back to, you know, 
the Rams and you know they, they was able to capitalize in, in the championship drive. And that right here, that drive right there for the by the Rams could easily be you know a top five game winning drive of all time in the Super Bowl. Because that right there, just this masterful performance with Matthew Stafford and Cooper Cup, just dumb too. You know, it was just they were in sync the entire time, and it was truly beauty to behold. You know, to see something that amazing and. I let, I I left my head hop, head up high, you know, with this game, especially you know, because like both these teams gave their asses off, and also it was crazy, you know, but both of them had you know a chicory play with Joe Mixon throwing a pass for a touchdown. Like everybody was trying to do the, the Philly special, both teams, and it was funny because I, I I believe it was Cooper Cup or somebody else, you know, tried to throw a pass to Matthew Stafford, and he completely overthrown him. I'm like, oh my god! But yeah, both these teams, you know, were just gave it their all. And the Rams, you know, came over the top just because you know. That offensive line, Joe Burrow couldn't hold up, you know, Von Miller and, and Aaron Donald. And, whoo, my goodness. Now, moving on to for next year. I'm going to start the Bengals off first. If, you know, maybe they could sign Armstead or, you know, Jaffa Buncher, you know, alignment to help solidify the offensive line for the Bengals, they could easily be back here next year again. But if they don't fix the offensive line, teams are going to, you know, be easily, you know, say, let's replicate the Rams did and just blitz. Or same thing the Tennessee did, just go after Joe Burrow because the offensive line can't hold us up. It's going to be a long year for the Bengals next year. So I feel like the number one thing has to help Jerry Ball solidify that line because with a bad offensive, bad offensive line, he was able to get to the Super Bowl and able to put up, you know, crazy stats throughout the year. Imagine with the offensive line, how crazy Jerry Ball can elevate his game to another level. And also, you know, possibly, you know, get um, more corners as well, too, because Eli Apple, was, I don't believe, was the answer for Cincinnati. He was getting burnt a lot in the big game as well, too. So, you know, get another cornerback as well, too. So, Bengals are a few pieces away from coming back to Super Bowl, but next year the AFC is going to be, you know, more formidable next year. You know, the Ravens coming back, Kansas City Chiefs, the Bills. Hopefully, you know, the Colts can do something. Uh, Tennessee is going to be there. So right now it's going to be a tough year next year for the Bengals to be able to repeat and you know, going back to Super Bowl. If they got, you know, solidify the offensive line, the Bengals will be right back. And now to the Rams. I don't think the Rams will be able to repeat this year. Right now the Rams have a lot of questions moving forward for next year with Sean McVay was like, I don't know. I might retire after this game, but he said that after he won, that he I'm definitely come back and try to you know repeat. He's just, he's just saying that because you're right there in the moment. But McVay's thinking about um, retiring. He's probably gonna be gone with another year or two. Andrew, um, I think it's Will Will Wilfer or the offensive line who's 40 years old. He's gonna retire. Odell, if it was a possibly you know another ACL in the same um, knee that he tore last year, I don't probably see him coming back again either. You know what I mean? It's like it's like the Andrew Luck effect, like. Rehabbing every year offseason, it's gonna get pull a toll on you mentally. And maybe all those can set a point like, you know what? I got my ring, I got my money, I'm about to have a baby. You know what? I'm gonna retire. And don't be surprised Odell retires as well, too. Environmental, don't be surprised he retires as well, too. You know, what I mean, coming off of you know another Super Bowl win. And Aaron Donald's been contemplating about retiring as well, too. So you got so many pieces on this key pieces on the team thing about retirement. And they all retire. I don't think the Rams probably make the playoffs next year just because, you know, they're losing so many key pieces. And mind you, they don't got no first-round picks in 2024. So don't be surprised if the Rams don't make the playoffs next year if all these pieces do decide to retire because Aaron Donald, he, he doesn't really have much to play anymore. He got that ring. He has three defensive players of the year. Was. I think mean, he made All-Pro eight times. Like he has, you know, he easily one of the best, best defensive tackles of this generation easily, and he's the first battle Hall of Famer, so there's nothing much for him to play for as well, too. Um, Von Miller as well, too. You know, you got your second ring. You're one of the best ever as well, too. Don't really got much to play for as well, too, so don't be surprised these two key players decide to retire off that defense. That right there is 
two big, big pieces missing. And like I said before, if all these pieces do retire, that's a, that's a lot of that's a big miss. And I don't think the Rams will make it back to the playoffs if all these players decide to retire. It sucks that football's over. I'm gonna miss football. Like, you know what I mean? I, I've been through a lot of ups and downs as a Colts fan, but it was fun for my first year of doing culture sports, you know, reviewing football through week one through Super Bowl. And I had a lot of fun. I can't wait for you guys, you know, to be back next year. And season two will be even better. I will have like cool ideas for you guys, you know, for us to engage more, maybe have callers, you know, call in, you know, give their takes on certain games as well, too. So stay tuned for you no know, big things happening next year for culture sports. And get to the halftime show. Well, you had Dr. Dre, Snoop Dogg, Mary J, Eminem, Kendrick, and then surprise, you know, performance by 50 Cent as well, too, which truly amazing. So many childhood songs that I grew up with. You know, I mean, I, I got up and I was like, sing because I was like, let's go, baby. Because, like, the, the, the Super Bowl halftime show, it's okay sometimes, but like this right here, which got me off my seat and I was vibing with them. And it, it was, you know, a great show. And all of them, you know, gave great, great performances. And, you know, the, the stage as well was truly cool as well, too, you know, showing the vibe of California and, it's gonna be tough for next year. For I feel bad for you know next year halftime performances because right now they have a big shoes to fill because right now the, the stadium was going crazy. You heard the crowd beat into it like all over Twitter. They know was saying you no know, easily best halftime show ever, and I, I totally agree with them. One of my favorite performances of all time. And whew, like I said before, I feel bad for next year's own performance. And some big news happened this past weekend with um breaking news with some quarters being unhappy. I think Russell Wilson. Uh, I think Seahawks are hearing teams engaging engaging for uh Russell Wilson trades. Also, um, I believe the Packers say that they're all chips are in. You know, they're going to spend all the cap money they possibly can to be my Aaron Rodgers and get him another weapon, which they need to do if they want to keep Aaron Rodgers happy. And I feel like Aaron Rodgers might have probably another two, three years left, left of, you know, great football play. And also Aaron Rodgers won his fourth MVP this past weekend, one behind um, Peyton Manning, who has the most with five. And also Cardinals, you know, coming out kind of low-key bashing Kyle Murray in a way, saying that, you know, he's, not a good leader, you know, he, he, he doesn't like the finger point and all that stuff. And I'm like, it's not good, not good, not good. If, you know, Kyle Murray can, you know, not sign his contract, decide to be free agent, I think, after next year. But I feel like the Cardinals and Kyle Murray will make, make this work out. Once they give him, make him the highest paid quarterback, all that would be dead. And then final, yes, I was a little upset when Carson Wentz was his play towards down the stretch of the season, not, not playing up to his potential. And it's been reported by Chris Morrison that, Colts possibly either trade or release Carson Wentz March before ninth, the March 19th deadline. I think that we got to give him either a 10 or 15 million dollar um, signing bonus. And if this happens, I believe the Colts will eat up the cap hit and have over $78 million in cap space next year. A part of me wants to keep Carson Wentz because you know what I mean? Like year two, maybe, you know, with, with a good training camp, no injuries. And hopefully the Col- the Colts can solidify him with some weapons, you know, with probably another Allen Robinson or uh, or Zach Ertz, you know, give him weapons so we can see what the true potential of Carson Wentz could possibly be. Because this year it was only really Michael Pittman Jr. and Jonathan Taylor. We didn't really see what Carson Wentz could do. If year two, they just say we beat him back and he does the same exact thing he did this year, last year, with the, if we give him weapons, then all means no get rid of Carson Wentz. I will 100% agree with that. But we gave a first-round pick and a third. That's a lot. That's a lot. I know Jim Irsay is very pissed off right now because he sees, you know, he feels that the Colts can be in the position right now where the Bengals were in, and he feels like the quarterback's position is what's holding the Colts back. It possibly is true, but Carson has never really had that weapon. You know what I mean? Like, the second leading receiver was Jonathan Taylor, your running back. Like, we don't have good tight ends. 
and we don't have a good second receiver. So I would like to see Carson to come back and give him that, you know, opportunity to, to see what he can truly do. And only time can tell. And it's going to be a very, you know, intriguing offseason for me, especially since I'm a Colts fan. And I can't see what the, um, the other move is going to happen as well, too. And before we start the NBA talk, um, we probably won't do no more football talk, maybe until FAGC starts. And after that, we'll probably won't come back on until, again, I think the schedule gets releases. And also, we'll talk, we'll come back, if you know, for, for the draft special. But right now, we'll be heading, you know, to the NBA part of the season right now. And a lot, a lot of trades went down this past weekend. And one of my favorite, my people don't like to talk about is the Serge Ibaka going to the Bucks right there. That right there is a good, good pickup by the Bucks and it gives them a championship veteran who knows who's been through all situations. Basically, they it kind of reminds me of a PJ Tucker type of signing when they signed PJ Tucker for the, the Bucks, where help them propel them throughout the playoffs. I feel like it's gonna be the same exact thing for Serge Ibaka. And let's talk about you know the elephant in the room. James Harden goes to the 76ers, and I believe the Sixers gave up Drummond and Steph Curry. And Ben Simmons in Brooklyn, I think a first-round pick. For Brooklyn side, you get added depth. You know what I mean? You, you get an, another shooter, and you get another big man. And right now, yeah, the, the, the Nets, you know, got more depth. I feel like it's going to help them out as well, too. But what kind of play are you going to get back from Ben Simmons? Right now, he's still out, you know, due to the, the mental issues right now. And I'm going to say the same thing. I'm going to say when he's got the Sixers, it's easy to play Ben Simmons, especially going down, you know, key stretches or down, you know, the key pivotal game where you could double Kevin Durant, you could double Kyrie Irving, you could leave um, Ben Simmons out on the wing because he's not going to take the shot, let's be honest. And even if you do that, you could you could play hack-a-shack with Ben Simmons and put him the line where he's not a great free-throw shooter. And if he, if the same thing happens again, how what happened to Atlanta Hawks this year to the Nets, he's probably going to be a broken player. Right now, he probably is a broken player. Right now, he probably lost his confidence, you know, like, giving up a wide open shot, struggling in the free throw line. If Ben Simmons probably hit like eight free throws throughout that series, Sixers are probably in, in the conference finals um, last year. So it's going to be the same exact thing. Like, I don't think he's going to be a, an 80% free throw shooter. He's not going to be shooting three. So you can easily play the brokenness down, down the stretch unless you put him on the bench, which can possibly, you know, might happen. Like I said, Ben Simmons, he's a great defender. I'm not going to take that away from him. He's a great rebound. He's a great passer. But his offensive game is probably – it's what is the area we live in now? It's all about offense, offense, offense. If you can't score, you're just more of a liability. And I feel like he's going to be a liability to, down the stretch when it comes to Brooklyn, especially in the playoffs. And the Sixers, this right here could be you know, something truly, truly special with James Harden and, and Joel Lebeau. Could possibly be like a Pennyworth Shaq type of thing. Or I'm not going to say comparison. Could possibly you know, be a Wade and Shaq type of thing or Kobe and Shaq. You know what I mean? Like this right here can be truly something special with Embiid and James Harden. And hopefully James Harden can come back and you know, motivate. Because remember, dude, in the beginning of the season, he did drop, you know, a few 40-point games, especially when it was just him the Christmas Day. And I believe a game after that, I guess the Clippers, um, Clippers, he dropped like a 39-point game with like 10 rebounds or 15 assists. Like James Harden is still capable of dropping 40 any given night. So let's not take away that James Harden is, you know, as a, as a player that's going downhill. Like he's one of the great three-point shooters of all time, great mid-range shooters of all time, and great free-throw shooters. So right now, the Sixers team can be truly special. Hopefully, this right here can propel them to possibly go into the conference finals. Right now, past few years, they've been struggling to get out of the second round. So, right here, can be truly special. And I feel like, you know, him opting in for his um, contract, Sixers might re-sign him next year for, to a four-year deal. And look out for Sixers, because I feel like this right here can be truly, truly special. And before we end this, guys, give me your thoughts. How did you think the Super Bowl was? Did you like the halftime show? Did you, did you feel like the Rams? Um, 
gave it their all. Um, what do you think about all the players possibly retiring next year? What do you think about the championship um, drive they had? What do you think about the, the, uh, the Bengals offensive line, you know, breaking down in the second half? And also, what do you think about the NBA trade deadlines? Do you feel like Serge Ibaka will be a key factor in the playoffs for the Bucs? And also, what do you think about the um, James Harden trade to the Sixers? And also, did you, how do you feel about my breakdown with Ben Simmons, you know, possibly a liability for the Brooklyn Nets down the stretch in the playoffs? And before we end it, guys, please hit the subscribe button, part of the coaching game. And this is Culture Sports.